Hello, and welcome back to the CEO Mindset Podcast, a podcast where tips, techniques, and tools are shared with those who want to be more efficient, effective, and aware leaders in life, career, and business. Thank you so much for being here today. I want you to keep listening for more authentic and organic ways to live your best life. Today on the show, we are going to be talking about why I feel it's so important to feed your spirit. Now, this is the first full week of May, and I know that I've been talking about for the past month the April shower challenge that I did for myself, and I've decided to continue that challenge only because I saw such great results, but I wanted to keep going with sort of the theme of that challenge because today I want to talk about the feeding of the spirit component. I told you that I was challenging myself, mind, body, spirit, and business, and I've talked about the different aspects of that, except for the spirit. And I wanted to tap into this today because I feel it's really important um, to start my day off with an activity that sort of feeds my spirit, feeds my soul, and I pour into myself because I am a proponent of the thought that um, we have to fill our own cup and we give out of overflow. And so today I'm talking with um, a good friend of mine. Her name is Gwen Berno, and uh, we're going to be talking about how and why it is so important to feed your spirit. If that sounds like something that you want to learn more about, please keep listening. Welcome to the CEO Mindset Podcast. Whether you're the CEO of your life, your profession, or your business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. I'm Andrea Patrick, your host, and this podcast is the number one place to get tips and techniques for working smarter, not harder, using personal branding and authenticity. Now, hit the subscribe button, be prepared to leave a comment or review, and let's get started with today's topic. All right, let's go ahead and get into it. Gwen is the founder of Wisdom and Wellness LLC, and it's an organization that provides sound principles and strategies which equip others to pursue a well-ordered life. In this capacity, she serves as a life coach, a Ramsey financial coach, and an inspirational speaker, helping others to reach their potential by focusing on possibilities to get them where they want to be in the future. She always emphasizes creating a life that utilizes your unique gifts and talents. She has a plethora of degrees, guys. I could name them one by one, but just suffice it to say, she's awesome um, with a uh, bachelor's of business administration, a master's in that, and she's also got a master's of arts in uh, biblical studies. So she is the perfect person to talk to about how and why it is so important to feed your spirit. Gwen already teaches a weekly Bible study, an adult women's Bible study class in which the participants are challenged to think through biblical truths and commit to implementing these principles into daily practices. She's also a contributing writer in Stories of Roaring Faith, Volume 3. Her passion is helping others reduce stress and anxiety by living intentionally and purposefully according to tried and true life principles. She's an amazing resident of the Dallas-Fort Worth area with a loving husband and three beautiful children. Gwen, I am so happy to have you on the show. Let's just dive in, shall we? 
All right, Gwen, thank you so much for being on the show. We just heard your bio, so we know how awesome you are. But before we get into these questions I have for you, tell me a little bit about you. Well, I know you because we go to church together, but I want you to tell the people listening a little bit of something about you that maybe they didn't hear in your bio. Well, I am pretty excited about this news. Um, I just completed the first draft of my book, and I've been working on this for over a year. It should not have taken this long, but this week, I just completed the first draft. Oh, my goodness. First draft, first book. <laughs> wow. And I know it's going to be good. Y'all, she's, she's very detail-oriented, so unlike your girl, who's like a high-level thinking creative who can't get be bothered with the weeds, darling, with the dots ah. and the weeds. <laughs> the truth is in the weeds, get to <laughs> The truth is definitely in the weeds. That is true, but I like being, I like hovering above, sharing people, telling people where the weeds are. <laughs> You are awesome. And I'm so thankful to have you here on the show. Um, we, we talked about this. I kind of gave you a little bit of insight into my challenge that I was doing for myself for the month of April. Um, we've all heard that saying April flowers bring May flowers. No, April showers bring May flowers. Yes. yes. And so I just kind of really decided to challenge myself to do some things differently and do some things better. And one of the things that I wanted to do better was to feed my spirit first thing in the morning. And so I wanted to have you on because I know um, not only are you well-versed in um, the word of God and um, Christian education, but um, you're a friend. And I think that you could really shed some light on this for people in a way that they can digest and really understand for themselves. And I'll just say this at the very beginning of this podcast, I realized that everyone is not saved. Everyone doesn't believe in Jesus and, and whatever that caveat needs to be for you. I recognize that, but because this is my challenge, I am a believer. And this is one of the things that I wanted to do to feed my spirit in, um, in this month of April. And I feel like there are tons of people out there who just need something to get them started in the morning that could be a positive beginning. And feeding your spirit is very important to me. And I wanted to share it with you. So Gwen, I think you're the perfect person to have this conversation with, and I want to dive into the questions. Are you ready? I am. I am ready. All right. So the first question I have for you is what does it mean to be spiritual? Yes. And you know what? I'm, I'm very grateful that you clarified uh, the introduction to this um, segment because, uh, or to this question, to these questions, uh, because spiritual means a lot of things to a lot of different people. So I want to make sure that people understand that I'm coming from the context of Christianity and uh, being a believer in Jesus Christ. So that's what my, my contribution will be. And, um, and so you'll be able to follow along from that aspect, um, not to be able to address other faiths, faiths and other religions in the world is Christianity for me. And um, so the question was, uh, what, what does it mean to be spiritual? I right. think that was the question. So um, for me to, the, for within Christianity, the meaning of being spiritual is having a relationship with God, being connected to God, understanding who God is and who God is in your life. And, and being spiritual means that you are appropriating that to your life and it's a part of who you are. 
Mm. So that's, that's how I see, you know, if you want to be considered spiritual within Christianity, it's a relationship and it's a heart matter. Mm. And I love how you say appropriated to your life mm-hmm. because, and it is a heart matter. So that means every move you make, every thought you have, every, every action you take, it should be really through this relationship you have with Christ and what you know of him and what he wants of you, which is in your heart. So it it's should. possible, And it is possible too. I, I want to make sure everyone understands that because sometimes we want to, you know, separate and set God aside um, and, you know, and bring him out, you know, you know, a time that we deem necessary or important for us on our own time schedule. But I, I want to um, share that it is possible to walk with God daily in the moment of each day. You know, it's like embracing who he is and the fact that he wants to be a part of our lives. Mm-hmm. He wants from us. You know, he loves it and uh, he invites us. And uh, that here again, that connection. And, and not only that he wants it, you know, you're being spiritual. It's like you want it as well. Exactly, exactly. Mm-hmm. So for those listening who are struggling with the terms spiritual versus religious, what can you tell us about the difference between the two? Yeah, that's why I really want you to just hone in and focus on for the spiritual, my words, connection and the heart versus having versus just being you know, a religious person. I see a religious person is just one who just checks the box one who may be a more more legalistic, you know, just want to satisfy the requirements, you know, that is not um, the God of the Bible. Mm-hmm, okay? mm-hmm. We have to be careful and make sure that we're worshiping the God of the Bible, mm-hmm. right? And he says that he loves mercy over sacrifice. Mm-hmm, That's mm-hmm. He loves mercy right. over sacrifice, which means that you know, the compassion and the connection piece here again. And I I think that that is, I want to park here for just a second, because I think we get so hung up on someone's religious view, right? Instead of looking at their spiritual walk, their, the heart of the matter that, um, that is most important because that whole uh, we can we can find our arguments. We can make our arguments in the Bible, regardless of the side of the argument that we're on. Right? We can find the thing that's going to back up what we're saying in the Bible if we are looking at it from just that legalistic point that you mentioned, or just the "I'm checking the boxes" situation. And we and we can use that to um, to judge other people, condemn other people, and all these things. Where really, if we're approaching it from this heart, this spiritual aspect that really requires you, which brings me back to the whole point of us having this conversation. It brings you back to that time in the morning or whatever time period that you're choosing to really sit and be in the presence of God and soak in what he's saying and really chew on, if you will, how it is related to what's going on in your life and how you can apply it to your life. Um, so I, I think that, I think that's a great definition of a great explanation of the difference. 
Yes, and I think too, you know, especially in this day and time, I think we've seen a lot of evidence, you know, uh, especially in the news, um, this particular day where people have taken the Bible and just like you say, extract out a certain verse and make that verse fit their particular need or their particular argument to sway a group of people. You know, if ever there was an important time to know the word of God, this is an extremely important time because if you sit with your, with your Bible and you're studying the word for yourself, you know, you will not be taken, you know, on these different uh, trails down these different um, uh, rabbit trails leading you to a place where you will not find compassion. You will not find mercy. You know, if you feel, find yourself headed in that direction, then you know that Jesus Christ is not there. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. If you read the word, you see where he came and, you know, and he, he, he extended himself to the ones who were, who were less fortunate mm -hmm, or, mm -hmm. you know, he came to, to save all and, and his message was salvation. So, you know, it would keep you grounded. It you know, will. The, more the, word, the more you, you make that part of your discipline on a daily basis, you know, it just shapes your thinking and it shapes your heart. It really does. It doesn't just, it's not just the grounding. It's the, um, I don't even know how to say it, but it's like when you, uh, years ago, you know, we've been at the same church off and on for a long time. And I know you yeah. remember um, our former pastor, Pastor Smith, he said something to me in a sermon one time and he talked about, you know, when you look at someone else, he was talking about husbands and wives and he's like, if you look at your spouse and that person is driving you crazy and you want to change all this stuff about them and they're just really bothering you. He said, look in the mirror. He said, because if you spend time fixing the person that's in that mirror, you won't have time to think about what other people are doing because it's so much that you need to fix, right? Sure. And so when you sit down and you have this devotion time, when you're speeding, feeding your spirit, for me, it's my devotion time and I'm sitting quietly. I'm reading and I'm trying to understand how these verses, how these words are applying to me. How can I soak them up and use them to to feed someone else when that's necessary, you know, and it's kind of like, to me, it's kind of like losing weight and like, like knowing how to eat. You think about what you have to give up um, at, on a diet, right? And it makes it a lot harder for you to do it. But if you think about what you have to add and you don't think about the things you have to give up, it makes it a lot easier to sort of move those bad things out of the way. And so when it comes with me, with, with my, my time, my, my speed, feeding my spirit, having my devotion time in the morning, it's not about you know what God says I can't do and what I shouldn't be doing. It's about what God is giving me to give to someone else or to feed someone else. I am feeling, I'm filling a cup when I sit down, which makes it so much easier for me to uh, have longer patience with people, to mm -hmm. give people grace, because I know how much grace was given to me, to mm -hmm. accept people that aren't like me or don't think like me, simply because God tells me I need to love. And it's not my job to fix, judge, or change anyone else. And that's what he's for. So I think I love that we've sort of sat here for a minute and define these differences between spiritual and religious because I think as a people as a country we have sort of strayed from biblical principles but not just the law but the love and the right. compassion like you said and if I may make one more point to that sure, sure. yeah 
Um, we have to also remember that we're this vessel and God uses us as this vessel, right? To your point where we're trying to reach others, right? Mm-hmm. And the, the grace and the love, the grace, love and mercy, it all flows through us as a vessel, right? But the whole point is that it's flowing through us. It has mm-hmm. to go to me first mm-hmm. before I can extend it to another. So mm-hmm. it's stopping here, you know, changing, shaping, changing, you know, challenging, who I am, mm-hmm. you know, first, I have to get it right here first before mm-hmm. I can offer it to someone else. And, exactly. you know, and so it's, it's a matter of shaping my identity. I'm growing into who God has created me to be, you know, because I take the time to sit and listen to what he has to say. Okay. And then once I'm able to accept what he has to say for my life, I can go out with boldness and with confidence, you know, and with his authority to say, you know, thus this Lord, this is what God says in his word and in how he loves you. And I can say that because I have experienced his love first. Right. Exactly. That's my personal testimony. Right. I, I agree. I love that. And, and you know what, in addition to being able to say it, when you've been filled and you've allowed him to flow through you, you show it and you don't even have to say a word. People recognize it and they flock to you to find out how it is you're able to do it. And that is the opportunity to share. So guys, that's the difference between religious and spiritual. When you are feeding your spirit, you're taking care of you. You are, when you, when, when you are feeding your spirit, you're working on yourself so that you can not only be fed, but you can feed others and you can, um, you can provide what they need when they need it, because you know, God's word and you can give it to them that way. So feeding your spirit is very important. If you haven't gotten that, and we're just on question number two, so let's move on. (laughs) As you can tell, this is my favorite subject. Uh (laughs) It's her favorite subject and I like to talk. So y'all might be in for it. We're in trouble. (laughs) All right, let's, let's look at question number three, which is, is it possible to be one without the other? And if so, what are your thoughts on that? So is it possible to be spiritual and religious? And should we be? And if not, or if so, tell me a little bit about what your thinking is on this. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't know how, if I'm going to define spiritual as a heart, having a heart and the heart is involved and the religious as being not so much as I, I don't necessarily see how they how they merge, how they come together. Mm-hmm. I, I, I see them as being distinct, but mm-hmm. I do see that there could be a warning in here for the spiritual to make sure that you don't make it just a ritual without yes. you know, bringing your heart to it each and every day, you know, and, you know, every day you show up to meet God, you show up with expect- expectancy that he is there and he wants, you know, to, to have this meeting with you and instead of just showing up because I have to or because I've always done it this way. Mm-hmm, you know? mm-hmm. So I see that there is something there that could cross the spiritual over into the being the religious mm-hmm. and then you just become you know checking a box so that i believe that is a warning for us yes you know, to make sure that the fires are continuing to burn and the way you do that is you continue to express your love for god daily 
Yes, I like that because you're right. Like it can become very um, ritualistic, just like checking a box, like you said. Um, you know, I was growing up and uh, the daily word, you know, used to come out, you know. And, you know, my aunt used to pass them out to everybody every, you know, every year. And it's very easy to like be like, okay, I just need to go read this today and make sure yeah. I read it. And then you read it. It's like, oh, did you read your devotion today? But it was just yeah. you read it and it went through you, but you don't do the work. You don't like absorb it and spend time with it and chew on it for a little bit. And I mean, there are days when you're busy and you like, sure. I, I want to read this, but even when that happens to me, I don't spend a ton of time on it. I still, and I don't spend a ton of time. So I don't want people to think that I'm like spending an hour, you know, in my daily devotion. I don't, I spent, it's not a lot of time, but I have been doing it for a minute. So some of the scriptures, I know they're already on my heart and I'm like already chewing on them and thinking about them. And um, so I'm trying my best to walk the walk. So I don't want you to think that you have to spend like an hour or two sitting, reading the Bible and like, scholars do that I'm sure Gwen spends a lot of time she that's what she does you know well, no, but, she, I was gonna, but I was gonna say that's not the definition of a relationship right, right? that's true it's that's like, that's you homework gotta, you gotta be careful about that right it's like that's not a relationship you know think about it when you're with that other person you want to be there mm-hmm. it's maybe you may you may be there you may lose track of time being there mm-hmm. you know but there may be other days where you know life happens mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and in the midst of life happening God is in that too mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know we don't set God aside while life happens God right. is right there with us as life is happening and you know as any relationship worthy relationship all parties understand mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All parties yes. understand. Yes. and he's, he's faithful mm-hmm. and that's why it's so important for you to, to, to figure out what works for you where some um can sit and really that's their that's their personality to sit and just be present and just have that commune time like just that's what they want to do and then there are some more like me where me we have we talk all day you know (laughs) it's like bits and pieces I'm like okay Lord let's do this let's let's talk about this now that scripture I read this morning you know let's kind of so so for me I'm I'm like throughout the day talking about it with my husband and then we sure. you know I'm I'm talking about it with another friend you know today I was just reading this and, and I find ways to apply what I read and then you know my prayer time is all day long because you know you need prayer all day yes, <laughs> there are just days where you need to pray your way through a day um, yes so yeah, so it's you, that's why it's so important for you to understand how you need to operate, what your relationship needs to be. And you don't need to look to someone else's relationship to see because God has his own relationship with you. That's and he why he will get you, he will get you where he needs for you to be. Exactly, exactly. But and that's why it's so important to feed your spirit so that you know what he wants you to do and how started. he wants you to do it. Mm-hmm. Yes. And you will, you do have to, it is a matter of spending time. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It is a matter of spending time. Just right. like you said, you do sit down and read, mm-hmm. you know, and then it carries you throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Yes. It takes me all day. Like, right. And I, I, I go back to it. Like I yeah. have my moment where I sit and I read and then I'll go through the scriptures and I'll do my prayer. And then something in that scripture might hit me like at lunchtime or like right before dinner or something. And I'm like, Hey, what do you think about this? I'm talking to my husband. I'm like, okay, now how does how does this factor in? And what are we thinking? And this, yeah. whatever, you know. And so it's an all day kind of 
thing for me. So yeah, yeah, we can, I can stay here forever. Let's just move on to the next question because we're getting down, we're, we're doing it again, Gwen. Okay, okay. All right, what are some common misconceptions about feeding your spirit? I think we've kind of gone through some one of them where people feel like they need to sit like all day like you hear people talk about meditation right and how they like I just have my meditation time or you have hear people say oh well my prayer time and I don't know a lot of people may not be like me but I'm from like an old Baptist church type environment so you know you hear things like oh you know get in the prayer closet and you know I was you know I had my prayer time this morning and I was and it, it kind of makes you feel like sometimes it goes on and on and on which could be a turnoff to some people um, so I think that's one misconception and that's kind of what I was alluding to just a minute ago where it doesn't have to be where you block off four hours of your time to, sure. to sure. feed your spirit that's why you need to know what what works for you but are mm-hmm. there any others you can think of well as you say that you know I have heard people say what prevents them from be, becoming, let's say, more spiritual. I, I don't necessarily use that word often, so that's why I always spiritual. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I have heard people say to me that the reason that they don't is that they believe that God will require a certain thing of them, that they're just not ready to give him. Mm. And I think, you know, and that, that one just came to me uh, as you were speaking, Andrea. And um, it's complete misconception. It, it is Especially since we just said that it's more about pouring into you and, and working on you and he's not taking anything from you. you exactly. Know? And it's all about their perception of who God is. Mm-hmm. And you're not going to get an accurate perception until you take the time to spend time with him, mm-hmm. learning about who he actually is and understanding what he really requires of you. Mm-hmm, you will mm-hmm. never get that perception until you do that. But do you find though, um, this isn't a question on, that I had for you, but do you find that that comes from the whole idea of religion, right? Because I think people are misguided by those who are religious mm-hmm. and claim to know God but you can't look at their life and really see him in it, you know, in some instances, but they quote scripture or they're citing scripture to justify or um, back, you know, back up what they're doing. And so it's because it, I've seen that too. It's like, if, if I didn't know who God was and how he's moved in my life, I might think that too, based on what I see of people sure, sure. who are being religious, if you will. Mm-hmm. But you think that that plays religion. a role? Sure, but you know, religion is rooted in a lack of knowledge, mm. lack of instruction. That's the root of religion. Mm. Okay, so it's operating independent of. You know. Wow, girl, you just dropped some knowledge right there, girl. <laughs> All right, Miss Christian yeah. Educator, girl. Go on, girl. I love that. <laughs> Go on, girl. I love that. But that's, that's, I think that's where that comes from with that sure. misconception that you just named. Because yeah. um, I can even see when, this is going to sound so bad. I'm sorry in advance, but you know, you see people who like they profess to be saved, right? And, and they, but in the same breath, they're like, well, I'm a, I don't want to get on the plane because it might fall or I don't want to do this thing because I'm afraid. And, you know, 
our flesh has fear. I get that the sure. fear could be real, but when you operate in a spiritual, like when you're like, when you know who God is, you also know that like, you're not leaving a day before you're supposed to. And we shouldn't be, we shouldn't be fearful of what happens when we die because God's told us what's going to happen when we die. But that also comes with knowing who God is and understanding his word and doing all these things. So when I, when I hear people with these types of fears, um, I, I just kind of, kind of tweak my head a little bit and be like, are you sure you know what scripture says? Have you, are you sure you read it? Did you just read it? Did you just read it and comprehend it? Or do you have it in your heart? Tell me like, which one is it? So but you know, that's, you know, that's part of the, um, um, let's say the comfort that we receive in knowing mm-hmm. scripture, you know, when Jesus says, you know, cast your, cast your care, you know, let your, let your heart not be troubled. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like, when we're reading scripture like that, you know, and, we, and, and, you know, because, because Christ says that, you know, he has overcome, mm-hmm. you know, I don't have to be troubled because he has overcome the world. You know, it's like, when we, when we read scriptures like that and we take them to heart, then it starts to shape, you know, our views on life and, you know, our role within this life mm-hmm. and who's actually holding us and mm-hmm. carrying us through the life, mm-hmm. you know, so, you know, it's, and you know, that. but the other thing too, you know, we're all in different spaces, different places, different, you know, different moments in our walk with God. So, you know, we have our, we have our fears, but then we have, we read the words says fear not, fear not. So we have to take our anxieties and our stresses and our fears back to Christ. And, and with that, help me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know? always, I always oh. tell my friends that go through that, uh, you know, we did BSF at the same time, yeah. Bible study fellowship. And I remember in my group, I would tell um, the women, they would say how, you know, they would feel ashamed because they felt fear because, you know, the word also says that God, he didn't give us a spirit of fear. Right. Yeah, and sure. so they would, they would say, well, I don't know. I just feel so bad because I'm afraid. And I was like, that scripture says he did not give us a spirit of fear. You are a fleshly being and your yes. flesh is going to feel it. You're going to feel the butterflies, the anxiety. You're going to feel the fear. You're going to feel those things. Cause that's human. We're human. We're flesh. Sure. And it's not for you not to feel. Right. Those are warning signs a lot of times, you know, Yes, but, definitely. but at the same time, he gave us Christ inside of us, which is, and I always say, you know, I always tell my spirit, okay, look, look, flesh, I tell my flesh, look at here. Yeah, I've got it. I need you to get somewhere and sit down because this yeah, is not for you. And I say it out loud because definitely. that's God, that's God in me. And I know But that comes from me sitting down and spending time and understanding what God's saying and knowing that the fear is, is, that's just part of it. But I have to overcome that with my spirit, the the spirit in me, God in me. Um, And so guys, that's why it's so important to feed your, to feed your spirit, like really be in there. And for me and Gwen, that feeding our spirit is sitting time and spending time with God. Yes. Jesus Christ died on the cross, rose from the dead. That's who we use to feed our spirit on a regular basis. Um, so that is what we mean. That is spending time with something and pouring into yourself so that not only you can have those conversations with your flesh and be confident that what you're saying is true, but also you can help to feed others and help to calm their flesh as well. Cause you can quote the word and you can talk to them and you can, 
you can counsel where necessary. But Absolutely. anyway, Absolutely. Gwen has counseled me a many a day. Let me just tell you, because I don't know if you could notice, but I'm a little firecracker. And sometimes the flesh is not fear, but it is anger and frustration. <laughs> and Gwen, Gwen does a great job of talking to my flesh and telling it to get somewhere to sit down. <laughs> Calm down, bring that down. <laughs> she does. She really does. She'll say, all right, all right, all right, Andrea's flesh, get somewhere today. Are you doing a bit too much? She does a great job. Thank so you. what are some examples? Let's just say, okay, we've got, you know, devotion time, but what are some other examples that you can give us for feeding your spirit that aren't, that aren't religious, but definitely will feed your spirit? Yeah, now we, we will, but we will say that first and foremost, we'll be, you know, spending time in the word, right? Yes, as you, absolutely. As you have already said. Okay. Absolutely. But, you know, there are other times, other things as we go throughout the day, you know, that continues to feed, you know, into us and um, uh, nourish us in our spirit. You know, even if we were to just take a walk out into nature, you know, mm-hmm. just it's just, it is calming. And, you know, it brings you back to a place and looking around, you know, it leads you to, it should lead you to a place of worship and acknowledging God, you know, for, you know, his creation and for his beauty, you know, just to look outside to say, you know, how can these things be only God, you know, and just admiring him for all that he is, you know, in his creativity, you know, so that continues to, um, you know, feed who we are spiritually, I see, in a big way. I do. I do, too. Um, I think our relationships, um, the way we treat other people and our willingness to give um, in spite of our circumstances, I think, is another way to feed your spirit because we're selfish beings. And I think we can get so wrapped up in what we want, what we need, who we are, that once we've sort of um, taken the time to help someone else and see someone else's circumstances, that sort of, sort of, to me, sheds light on my shortcomings. If, I, if I'm helping someone else and my ability to help that person in and of itself says that you are blessed because that person needed and you had to give. Exactly. So that means you are blessed. So to me, that feeds my spirit as well. Absolutely. Um, yeah. And another way I was kind of, I was thinking um, if you want to be, you know, non-spiritual, non-religious, you know, even if you were to have, let's say you had a secular book club, mm-hmm. okay, you know, you may choose a book that does not come out of, you know, the religious um, category or something. It may be, you know, a secular book. Um, and then as you're discussing this book, you know, I, you know, and understanding who the characters are or what the plot was or whatever, but bringing in, you know, how that character was developed and within that story, bringing that, that character out, but also bringing God into that, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then being able to learn from what the, the words that the writer has penned, being able to learn and take principles out whether you agree or disagree, or this person is going against God's word, being able to apply or going for God's word, being able to apply God to that scenario. Mm. That is just another way that you, you can use 
you know, the, the secular to grow in your faith. Mm, that's good. What the world may say, but I'm able to look at, get a glimpse of what the world is saying, but at the same time, I understand what my God says. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. And yeah. we need to understand what the world is saying and how the world is operating. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We do. Okay. And therefore, we are able to strengthen our position in God and aligning ourselves with him and what he has to say. Right. Because ultimately, his say is the say. That's and the ultimate it's the say, say that I want. This mm-hmm. is the only say that I want, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, let's see. Why is a spiritual practice a great addition to your morning and evening routines? Yeah. Yeah, spiritual practice is it's not only a great addition, it is extremely important and it's a necessity. Mm. It's just like eating food, breathing air, you know, having your morning routine with God, you know, falls right in line with those items mm-hmm. mm-hmm. as well. And it's so important because it sets the tone of the yes. day. Right. <laughs> it lets it lets your day know, you know, this is how we're starting out this day. Mm-hmm. Right. It gets programmed within you. This is who I am and this is how I operate. I operate with God and I he is so important to me that I want him to know that this is my this is my value. And this is where I receive my value from starting with you, Lord. And I want you to be with me throughout the day. And not mm-hmm. only that, what is this day that you have for me? You know, what is it that you would have for me to do on your day? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. This is his day, his time. I belong to him and I'm going to him for instruction. This is my plan for the day. But what would you have me to do? hmm and my intention is to obey you in this day that you have created. Mm-hmm. And the and same holds true in the end. Thank you for the day. Thank, thank you for you. the ability to do the things that you wanted me to do in this day. Thank you for giving me the day. Exactly. Thank you for being safe throughout the day and protecting and all. Yeah, I could go. Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> go you on and on. Bring in that gratitude, right? You mm-hmm. gotta bring in gratitude every day. Sure. Because he's blessing. The blessings are flowing mm-hmm. every single day. And if you're not careful, you'll miss saying thank you for them and you'll start taking them for granted. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Well, I think we've gone through some variation of all of these questions already. So it seems like it would be a bit redundant to ask some of them. Um, I am so happy that you were on the show because I really, I really, um, and you know, some people might be, you know, put off by the conversation and that's okay. Because for me, the conversation is about my challenge and what I did in my challenge. And that was part of my challenge, spiritual growth and making sure that I fed my spirit every single day of the month of April without fail. And I wanted people to know what that could look like for them. And I thought you were the very best person to have that conversation with. Um, there may be people who are listening and they don't know who God is. This is a great opportunity for you to get to know him though, and to understand what it is that he has for you um, in his word. Um, pick up a daily devotional and start reading it. Most of them have scriptures 
that are attached to the devotion. And if that's where you need to start, start there. That could be your challenge for May um, to have a beautiful start to your summer. So um, it's just an opportunity for you to pour into yourself. I think we get so inundated with life. We were just, before we even got on the call, you were like, how are you? And I was like, oh, I'm good, you know, <laughs> you know, mom, kids, you know, and some days you just want to be yourself. And, you know, that's true for everybody. Some days you just don't want the pressures of life. And I can tell you and attest to, I'm sure Gwen can too, God gives you the out. You can lay all your cares on him and take that time for yourself and you can be just you and it could just be you and him. And so that is what I felt was important for me in April was to really do better, be better in this area of my life. And I wanted to bring you guys along for the ride with that. But before I let you go, Gwen, I want to ask you, what what are you doing, friend? What do you have happening that we can follow you for those who want to learn more from you or or just hear about what it is you have going on besides the book that you just That's did what? your first draft on? Yes. Where can we find you? What what are you what are you up to these coming months? Well, you can find me on Instagram, you know, Gwen Ferno. You can find me on Instagram or on Facebook. Um, right now, I'm working on relaunching uh, my website, and I'll have some ebooks coming out very mm. soon, very soon, uh, within 60 days or so. So I've been working on those projects, um, as well as, you know, my coaching practice, um, the life coaching, and I'm also a Ramsey financial coach. So I love uh, helping people move forward in life and inspiring others to live a life that honors God and have a life that's well-ordered. So, mm. um, yes. So I'm just moving forward in that direction, in that vein, and um, enjoying, you know, where God has me right now and awesome. enjoying the clients he's sending to me. For that's help. awesome. So guys, if you have heard this podcast and there are, there's room for you to do something different, to get a different result in your life. And you've, you've acknowledged that and you're ready to accept that. Gwen is amazing. She's a life coach. Um, she's very well-versed in the word of God and how to help you live, um, live your life better and to um, seek guidance in places that aren't of you, you know, that can help you and um, really uh, help you navigate life better. So all of her information will be in the show notes and you'll be able to click on them. You can follow her on her social media platforms as well as check out her website and at, um, get her to be your life coach and help you in the ways that she can. So Gwen, thank you so much for being on the podcast today. I really appreciate it so much. And um, I look forward to seeing what this book looks like. I know I'm going to get a copy. So I feel like I just need to have copy. So that's kind of- Absolutely. Those are my expectations. I'll just <laughs> <Absolutely>. say. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you so much for being on the show, guys. Don't forget, you are listening to the CEO Mindset Podcast, where we are consistently evolving and being open to failure and failing fast, guys. Let's not fail slow because the sooner we get it done, the better and the faster we get to that success that we're looking for. So I appreciate you for being here and uh, we'll be back again next week. Remember, whether you're the CEO of your life, profession, or business, it's time to commit to consistently evolving and being open to failure if you want to achieve your goals. Now let's connect outside of this podcast. Join me in the show notes where you'll find all of my social media profile information. Be sure to follow, like, and comment and engage with me outside of this podcast. I look forward to you being with me again next week. Go out there and get your CEO mindset on.